This episode is sponsored by Living Naked, the program designed to help you create a life you no longer want to escape from, where we combine coaching, community, and transformational content to continue your journey beyond alcohol. Stopping drinking was just the first step. We want to show you what's next. If you have found freedom from alcohol and now want lasting peace and control of your mind, emotions, and actions, Living Naked is for you. Join us to learn how to stop self-medicating and stop trying to escape your life and emotions. Shift your mindset and create the life you desire. Gain control of and freedom from limiting thoughts and beliefs. Learn how you can do all of this and more at livingnakedpath.com. Hi, this is Annie Grace and welcome to this Naked Mind podcast and I am here with Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm <laughs> really, really good to see you, Annie. It's um, it's brilliant. Thank you so much for the kind invitation. I was chuffed a bit to be asked. Thank you. Oh, it's so great. So, all right. Well, why don't you just sort of we'll get into who you are and what you do and all that stuff at the end. But why don't you for now just take us back to um the beginning? Uh, where did it all start for you with drinking? When was your first drink and how did it begin? Oh, crikey. Um. Okay, so if I'm 48 years old now, let's rewind to 14, 15, like every other teenager pretty much in the UK, maybe not everybody, but it was, um, it's what you did, you know, when, when you first started uh, going out without parents and, and sneaking about and uh, stealing, you know, the, the adult's alcohol, something like that. So um, yeah. yeah, yeah, as a teenager, you know, nothing, I say nothing problematic um, because that's where it all begins, isn't it? But yeah, that, that's where it began as a teenager. And then um, going on into my 20s, working in the radio industry where it was free night out here and free night out there. And you would literally go to the opening of an envelope if it meant free drinks. And then into my 30s and, you know, your tolerance levels get a little bit um, higher and you drink a bit more and then I'm quitting a very long story short here and then into my uh, into my 40s where it got to the stage where I was becoming a, a daily drinker uh you know a bottle of wine at night was completely normal um completely accepted uh, in many cases celebrated because that's what you do when you're a tired busy working mum and all the rest of it yeah. and um yeah it just became more and more and I just thought this isn't going well. This is this isn't great. This is actually becoming quite boring and repetitive. And uh, I'd like to make a change. That's awesome. And so, what was it that you know when you looked around at the other people in your life? Were they on the same sort of trajectory as you, or was it a bit different? Yeah, massively. I mean, um, particularly in um, w- women my age. You know, in our 40s, uh, most people working with children, uh, always hankering towards the weekend. Yeah, I, w- I would say that the, the group I socialised with, every everybody drank, absolutely everybody. But I think um, was my drinking maybe stood out a bit more was because of the the speed at which I would drink and the amounts. And I always say, you know, people say, oh, what was what was your rock bottom? How bad did it get? And we know why they're saying that because they want to gauge their own drinking against mine. And I always say, well, there was no sort of howling rock bottom or anything like that. It was becoming too much 
drinking too fast and too often, basically, in a, in a nutshell. And how old were your kids around this time? So uh, teenagers. So when I stopped, which will be four years ago, this coming September, uh, my kids would have been, let me try and work this out, oh, about 18, 14, and just starting high school, something like that. So yeah, three three youngish kids. And uh, I think for them, it's it's been the best thing I've ever done. Absolutely. That's awesome. So how did you work it out? How did it come about for you? Um, I've got this book in front of me here. I don't know if you know it, this naked mind. <laughs> I'll tell you the reason I've got this copy in my hand as well in just a moment. Um, I don't, in the UK, we have um, dry January and we have sober October. And so Every year after, you know, a pretty heavy summer, I would go, right, I'm going to try, not going to try, I'm going to do Sober October. I'm going to do Sober October. And you know what, Annie, I, I did it and I really, really enjoyed it. it. It was a bit of white knuckling and a bit of sort of holding on tight because I knew that come the 1st of November, I would um, start drinking again and to make up for those 30 odd days of sobriety. And yeah. I just knew that in order to experience this magic that people spoke about you know the 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 joys of sobriety the life-changing effect it could have on your life I thought well I need to do more than 30 days I'm going to give myself a shot at 90 so that was my goal and I thought just leave me to it I am doing 90 days and so if I say I'm going to do something I'll, I'll hands down do it and as I was approaching 90 days using every single tool in the alcohol-free toolkit, be it books and podcasts and communities and all the rest of it, I thought, God, they, these people weren't lying. It's it's true. You know, you really do start to feel the benefits. And so I thought, right, I'll I'll go for the year. Um, so it was that initial break of ninety days that prompted um, a, a year of sobriety. Well, when you get to a year, you, you've got to go for two, and then when you hit two, it's like, well, I'm never ever ever going back I never want to experience a hangover ever again I never want to be drunk ever ever again um yeah and that, that's where it all started with just giving myself literally giving myself a break and just seeing where it went well that's awesome and so it was giving yourself a break but approaching it in a way that you're like actually going to get some education and actually take some yeah. steps rather than yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of how it had gone before. And yeah. that sort of made all the difference. It made a huge amount of difference. So as I mentioned in the past, I'd done like a, a month, but not not done any work on that. Just literally didn't open wine for a month. You know, I wouldn't dream of buying books or listening to podcasts. But when I when I went all in for this uh, for this 90-day break, it was right. I need to join sober communities I need to find uh, sober people on Instagram uh, what do I read what do I read how do I do it and I had this stack of books and it was this naked mind <laughs> control alcohol Annie Grace and I've I've bought myself another copy because when I first read your book it was literally my bedside table right at the beginning of the journey and I, I think I read it twice in the end I found it quite hard going at first it was too much for my wine-soaked brain to take in so I read it and then I read it again and I think I had it on audio as well um but when I sort of nailed 
do you always nail sobriety I think yeah when, when I sort of <laughs> nailed it and I, I knew that I was doing all right with it I passed it on to a friend and never to be seen again and that book's been passed on and passed on so when we chatted to you recently on, on, on our podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago it just sparked it sparked the whole curiosity again about learning and going back over everything so I've got another copy here Annie which is quite tragic <laughs> because I just I um I put you down as as one of the the, the people and one of the books that was truly life changing, you know. And uh, I uh, I thank you for that because it was it was just massive at the start of my journey. It really was. Oh, that's so cool! I love that so much. That's great. And so, how did your friends and family respond? Uh, family absolutely chuffed to bits. Yeah, that they were really really pleased, really really supportive, and it's just been it's been fantastic. Uh, friends. I don't know. I don't know. I think people thought I would do this boring break for 90 days and then come bounding back out, drinking rosé wine again, making a fool of myself again, being, the, you know, the, the drunken idiot. Um, but it it wasn't to be. It just absolutely wasn't to be. So uh, I've, I've changed a lot of things and actually found out the things I really do enjoy doing. Um, because when life doesn't revolve around alcohol, it's amazing what's out there completely. So what, what are some of those things as opposed to before? Oh, well, I mean, when I was drinking, my um, my diary and my calendar would revolve around when I could drink, who I could drink with, where I could drink, how much I could drink, how long will it take me to recover from drinking? Well, perhaps if I start drinking again, it'll you know, make me feel a little bit better. Um, so it was always based around alcohol and bars and pubs and restaurants or wherever there was a bar at whatever event I'd be going to with the family. And um, now, oh my God, where, where to start? Absolutely where to start. I used to, um, I used to mock people that went for afternoon teas and be like, why, why, would, you, why would you do afternoon tea? It's so dull, it's so boring. Unless there was a bottle of Prosecco with it. You know, it, it wouldn't be interesting. Now it's one of the absolute highlights, sitting down with your little posh sandwiches and eating cake and drinking lots of coffee. Um, I love getting out up, up the fells much more than I ever did, doing more activities with the children. I bought a paddleboard during lockdown when we were able to, to venture, which was terrifying, but brilliant. Oh, just there's just so much. There's just so much stuff. Meeting up with... Um, people that have also given up alcohol you know that might be struggling socially which is it's just been an absolute revelation yeah it's opened up so many so many new avenues that's so great and so tell us about how um how over the influence came about oh wow yeah that's one of the um one of the most amazing things i think uh where to start so over the influence began as a podcast around a dining room table uh, in Liverpool in fact it's pretty much two years ago to the to the days or to the week at least it was just before um the pandemic just before lockdown and it was with um a, a fellow sort of a alcohol-free challenger my mate Freddie who's since relocated to uh New Zealand but with the power of zooms uh it all still continues and so Freddie was alcohol-free we were both you know on a, on a challenge both trying it together and um, he knew a producer who was great at making podcasts. And we were like, 
we need to talk about this. We need to sing about sobriety because we found that a lot of people are ashamed, that they're scared, they're embarrassed, they're worried if they'll ever laugh again. And we were like, we need to make a podcast that sings about sobriety that says, you know what? It's okay to choose not to drink for whatever reason. You don't need a rock bottom. If there is one, the only way is up. Uh, you could just decide, actually, it's it's no longer serving me. So the podcast came around um, by us just wanting to, to share our stories and also let people know that there is another way. It's, it's actually really good. It's actually really enjoyable. And what happened, Annie, is that um, our podcast producer, Ben, he drank beer. We didn't seek him out because he was alcohol free or anything like that. Uh, and we're like, yeah, he's a, he's a brilliant podcast producer, but he sort of spent that much time in mine and Freddie's company editing and editing us going, isn't sobriety great? Isn't alcohol free life brilliant? He dabbled himself and he's now over 18 months alcohol free. So oh, that's so cool. It's been wonderful. Yes, I really enjoyed coming on a few weeks ago because it was just so fun. And you guys are such a fun group and like just have fun, which is awesome, which is obviously everything you want to people to know about what it's like. It's just can be a lot of fun. Absolutely. I mean, I think there's this misconception that the, the minute you stop drinking, life ends yeah. and it becomes dull and boring. It's 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 actually the the opposite of that. And that's why we're so passionate about singing, about alcohol-free life, about choosing not to booze. There's so much else to be doing. It is, it's epic fun and it's not dull and boring. It's glorious Technicolor, as you know. That's so awesome. So what are the, um, what are sort of your main things that you would say to encourage somebody who is feeling like, yeah, right, it's not going to be fun. I, it's, it's too big of a, jump for me I, I can't even believe that that might be true give yourself a chance give yourself a break but I'm not talking just a couple of weeks off you know set, set, I think set yourself a, a challenge of a personal challenge of 100 days without alcohol it, it, it can be done it can absolutely be done but one of my biggest fears Annie was will I ever laugh will I ever laugh again ever how will I ever enjoy a night out how do you do this? But in order to do it and to experience those things, you you have to remove booze. Um, and I always say you you can't you can't go into it half baked. The English way of saying it is half assed. If I can say that, I don't know if I can say that. Sure, you can say it. No problem. <laughs> or half assed, it might be. <laughs> um, give it your all. You've you've really got to give it your all. And if after a hundred days you decide, yeah, it's not for me. Salavi, you've tried it and you've given yourself a best shot. But just know that in my experience and uh, my podcast hosts, uh, Ben and Freddie as well, we all say exactly the same. And I think just about every other person I've ever spoken to that has changed their relationship with alcohol, it is just hands down the best, most fun, life-changing thing you can do. If it was so brilliant and have gone back to it, three years ago but there's yes. too much else to be doing now it's uh it's incredible and and things like this like chatting to you now on your podcast I was just a 44 year old woman that thought oh right I've heard about this Annie Grace and this book and it's going to change my life and it does 
I'm now chatting to you on your podcast. I've got the job of my dreams that I've worked really, really hard for. Um, and there's just so much crazy good stuff happening. That's not to say it's always easy. You know, we know that it, it, it can be difficult and there's, there's ups and downs that come with uh, that come with not drinking, but it's always, always worth it. Just, just know you, you can absolutely do it is what I would say. Well, I love that so much. And then I guess to follow that up, what, um, what would you, you know, really talk to somebody who is struggling to find their people, right? Like maybe they're going first in their community. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was me. I was sort of the one that, that, that went first, um, is don't be scared. Don't be scared of doing it. Know that you're, you're not on your own. Um, some people for whatever reason want to keep it private, which, which is why there are people like us shouting about it on a podcast, you know, putting your, your heads up and saying, it's okay. It's okay to try sober life. I think that the key that we found, and we've got an online community as well, is, is connection. And it is just finding people that get it. Um, I always say that there's no greater group of people than a load of sober ex party animals. It, it's just brilliant. It's epic, epic fun. Um, but I think, yeah, find find your people. Don't be scared to um, to join online communities. You know, find something to be part of. I think it's absolutely vital. And Instagram, particularly over the last few years, that the sober community on there has grown and grown and grown. And I've yet to see anybody dissing it, anybody bad mouthing it. It's just the most supportive place. Um, and that's what we've got as well with our, our online community. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. It's online friendships that are turning into real life friendships. And it's, uh, it's, it's the best thing ever. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. And how I get asked this question a lot, but I'm, I'm curious how you would ask it, but how do you talk to your kids about alcohol? I don't really think I need to talk to them anymore i think it's about them watching mm. and uh setting setting by example i think had i been still drinking now um i think my kids would be probably ask the oldest two now are over 18 so they can buy their own alcohol but if we'd have just rewound a couple of years i think they would have still been asking me you know can i buy this and can i buy that and actually it just doesn't come up anymore they, they have the, the odd drink. The eldest is 21. Uh, our, our daughter's coming up for 19. So they, they can legally drink, should they so wish. Them and that their mates, they're just not bothered. They're really not bothered. So there's, there's maybe a few beers in the house if anybody wants one, they come over, but there's no spirits or anything like that. And they just don't talk about it anymore. So I think they've seen, I mean, they say to me, mum, you're crackers without it. They say, you don't, you don't need it. You, you never did need it. You know, and I convinced myself for God knows how many years. Yes, I did. I needed it to party. I needed it to socialize. I needed it for confidence. It's, it's an absolute lie. It's all bull. Never needed it. And now they can see that it's, yeah, it's just not discussed. It's the, I think it's the lighthouse effect. They just watch. So, oh, yeah. It's really cool. That's really cool. So you guys talk a lot about like this idea of like a sober rebellion. Can you tell me what you mean by that? We've, we've just actually been recording tonight and this is, um, this is Freddie. He's so like 
he wants to take OTI to the moon. He, he wants it to just dominate the entire world, not necessarily exactly what we're doing, but the idea of the, the sober rebellion is by saying, again, it, it's okay to be sober. It's actually a really rebellious act to go, not buying it anymore, not entertaining it anymore, don't need it anymore, not interested anymore. But at the same time, it's really hard to be the first person maybe in your friendship group or your, your social circle to, to put your hand up and say, yeah, not doing it, not doing it. Um, so, yeah, Freddie is our, he's our cheerleader leading the way on the, uh, on the Sober Rebellion. We love it. Again, the, the people within our community are, are massively on side with it. And if ever they're feeling a bit awkward or a bit, oh, I've got some stick off my mates and we're like, don't you worry over the influence sober rebellion leading the way yeah it's 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 can be quite a brave thing to do i think for for many many people yeah for sure it is yeah and i mean it's although things are changing and although there's more and more sober curious people and mindful you know people approaching alcohol much more mindfully it's still very subversive to not drink for sure so that's awesome it's very cool well this has been great oh no two more questions actually okay first of all what about the name Over the Influence? What the name of your podcast? How did you guys come up with that? Again, it was Freddie. It's Freddie with all his great ideas. Well, obviously, there's a saying under the influence. If you are under the influence, you are under the influence of alcohol. And uh, we just wanted to, to turn it on its head. Basically, you know, you don't need to be under the influence. You can get over that and you can be over the influence and that's where that came from after chewing the fat with it with a few um less brilliant names shall we say it was freddie that came up with that one so credit where credit is due for our freddie i love that so all right um if you were going to go back and talk to yourself who was still struggling and especially who was taking breaks and then just using them as an excuse to really drink more because she wasn't learning anything new and she certainly wasn't feeling anything new. Um, and you were going to talk to her about what life is like now and, and kind of encourage her. What would you say? Oh, how long have I got? How long have I got to talk to my former self? Um, I would say just do it. Don't be scared. Don't be scared of what people think. Do not care what people think. I know that can be really, really difficult at first, um, give yourself a chance. You don't need alcohol to have a laugh. You don't need it for confidence. You've got it all there. It's just, it's just hidden beneath the booze. And the life-changing possibilities that come your way will, will take your breath away and continue to do so. But you have to not drink, literally nothing. Don't drink. No thoughts of moderation. No just trying to make your, your stupid set of rules for a weekend. Just stop, just stop, give yourself a break, uh, try it, try it for 100 days. And if you don't like it, go back to drinking, but I guarantee you will. So, yeah. I love that so much. Yeah, just just try it, like find out in your own life. Like that's yeah. why we call the alcohol experiment, the alcohol experiment, just try it out. Nobody's yeah. here to tell you what to do, give you rules, tell you what you should or shouldn't do. You Absolutely. know, nobody's here to distill your entire being to whether you drink or not that can be relatively irrelevant, but just give it a try. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've yet to meet a single person that's not enjoyed it. It's just, it's life-changing. It's brilliant. I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Is there anything else you want to share? 
I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I think that, that the more people that sing about sobriety and you don't even have to use the word sober. It can just be a choice of deciding to remove alcohol from your life. I think there's, there's just so many labels that, that come with it. And if we can just say, you know, I'm not drinking for whatever reason, leave people to it, let them crack on. Um, but just know, I know I sound like a stuck record. It, it really is life changing. I wouldn't be sitting here chatting to you now if I hadn't stopped drinking nearly four years ago, Annie. So thank you very much. Oh, I'm so glad. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you, Annie. Hey, Coach Scott here. I have a question for you. Have you found freedom from alcohol, but still find yourself trying to escape your life? Do you kind of feel like, all right, I did that. So now what? Are you craving joy and happiness? Do you have this feeling that you're meant for something more? Are you ready to start living a life you love? I know exactly how that feels. The same thing happened to me after I stopped drinking. I knew there was more for me and I found it. You can too. That's why we created the Living Naked Membership. Because I don't want you to have to go through the next part of your journey alone. We want you to live a life where you are in control and at peace. You deserve it. Find out if Living Naked is perfect for you at livingnakedpath.com. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.